is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, in two days, the World Cup 2022 will commence. It's been eight and a half years running in America to be able to say that they're going to be at the World Cup again. And here we are in America talking some World Cup. I'm James Burley. Another episode of FUVFC about to get underway. I'm joined by Gino Alva, Michael Hernandez. Gino, how are we, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a very cold morning, but you know, it's to say it's a rare, rare week because World Cup starting this Sunday in the cold in America. But needless to say about it, it's been eight years since America has been in Team USA has been in the World Cup. But uh, it's definitely felt. I felt this uh, range of a World Cup very long. You know, since between 2014 and 18, it wasn't that long. But this definitely, you know. It really felt like a long time for World Cup. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it's 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 always a great day when we can talk about the World Cup. Uh, but yeah, I'm just ri- I'm I'm so excited. I can't believe that it starts in two days. You know, it, it, it's weird that we're in this. You know, it, it, that it's being played at this time. But uh, I'm just happy that it's happening. Yeah, there's not a single thing that's uh, feels normal about this World Cup. I mean, what with everything going on in Qatar talked about that even a little bit last week you know it's been it's been a t- tumultuous little affair with FIFA and getting the World Cup underway and it's hard to believe now that that's just two days from happening so we're just excited to get things going now get the ball rolling on you know this big football that we call planet Earth but anyway we have got to talk about something else before we uh, d- get into the weeds of the World Cup because this is our World Cup preview special, what with the World Cup starting in two days. Time to talk about a man in Manchester who is certainly doing everything he can to pick up every single uh, headline in British media, which is not easy to do. His name is Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo Christian is his Ronaldo. name. Christian Ronaldo. I, I thought it was Cristiano Ronaldo. Chris, Christian Ronaldo Christian. is... Uh, yes. Is... He seems like a giant baby. I'm going to say that right now. That's how I'll lead this in. Gino, I mean, you've probably been following this the closest out of all three of us. Aren't you a United fan? I am, but I I've can't be bothered to get into the drama. Wow. Of the, it's been it's been that It's been that painful. It, it's wow. painful. And I, I, Gino, I want to throw this over to you. Can you sort of like explain how we got here with Cristiano Ronaldo and what's happening and i guess after this we'll all kind of collectively decide where do we, where is he going to go next where do everyone go next from this so gina fill us in if yeah, you can i mean uh, it started all i think last season um you know he came back to the club he didn't want to play juventus um he wasn't happy there and then he decided to make the move back to manchester united to play in the premier league at 36 37 years old 
Uh, last season, especially with Ole, Ralph Ragnick, and you know that whole debacle with uh, the managers, uh, it was, Man United was not a happy place to play football, and he obviously didn't feel like he wanted to play for Manchester United last season. With that being said, last season happened, you know, with the scandals of you know bringing a sports director as a new interim manager to hiring Eric Ten Hag, you know, in the month of April. It was a whole problem, Man United, but, you know, that was last season, so that's done and finished. We can forget about it, and then we start a new season with the new manager, Arnton Hogg. He comes in, sets the establishment of, you know, he's actually a, I look at him as a Sir Alex Ferguson type of person. You know, he sets an establishment at the club and environment. It's his club. He's here for the long term. And uh, I, I thought that was really smart of Man United to make that move, to bring Aaron Ten Hag in. And um, I think so far he's doing a great job. But the only person that, that's not happy with Aaron Ten Hag is Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously. My perspective on this situation, you know, he does he does want to play. He does want to continue to play. He wants to start games. But uh, Man United have to win Premier League games, especially, you know, these teams are getting better. Newcastle is top three, I think, top four of, of the Premier League. And... Uh, it became a problem when, you know, Aaron Ten Hag left out Ronaldo in the start of the season. You know, he didn't play. He played a friendly. Uh, he left the stadium. You know, they played Spurs. He refused to come on as a sub to play only like a couple of minutes. He left the stadium. He left the he didn't bother to go to the locker room. He just completely left the stadium. So there, it's been, you know, a, a year and a half filled with problems of Ronaldo wanting to play and him, you know, not showing up at training, not him, you know, getting suspended by the club. There's a lot of points to talk about. I really don't want to talk too much about Ronaldo because you know there's a lot of lot of um, uh, marks in this uh, past two seasons. But you know there 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 came a time where you know he has to he spoke his mind and then he decided to do an interview with Pierce Morgan describing the situation uh, at uh, Manchester United. Um, I don't know if you guys you know oh, we probably saw some highlights of the interview, but um, I think he gave really good points criticizing the club you know we talk about the glazers you know they see the club as a market you know they want to make money they don't care if they win championships they don't care if they win games they're just there to make shirt sales you know uh, merchandise deals with other you know organizations and uh he's publicly said you know the glazers don't care about manchester united the sporting directors don't care about the club and um he doesn't feel he felt like he was betrayed by the club. He feels like he is being forced to leave the club. He also said he also criticized Aaron Ten Hag, saying that you know he doesn't respect Ronaldo and he does and Ronaldo doesn't respect him as a manager, just because in the sense he does he's not playing games and he's not starting, um, uh, Premier League games especially. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts about this, James. You know I know you know I'm a Ronaldo supporter since I was a kid. Seeing, you know, my favorite club, my favorite player, you know, come into like a, a feud with, you know, playing time for, I th- you know, we, we talk about Stralix Ferguson, you know, no players bigger than the club. And certainly Ronaldo is not bigger than, than Manchester United. But um, him cr- criticizing Aaron Ten Hag saying that, you know, he doesn't put me on games because I'm a big player. I'm supposed to play those games. The guy's 37. You know, he can be playing, you know, every every game especially you know this you know season when there was a game every four days so um i want to like what's your perspective on this james you know as manchester united you know they're you know getting on winning terms they're playing they're playing really well the team is really uh they really have built chemistry and you know they're they're confident they're a confident uh team right now to win you know at least a couple of games and try to make top four um but ronaldo's not in the picture right now well i, I will say this with ronaldo in the lineup united 
have won just 25% of their games. And then when Ronaldo's not in the lineup, they've won around 70-something percent of their matches. Um, I think that's a pretty telling statistic. You know, you never want to force out a legend of football like Cristiano Ronaldo, especially when you think about all he's done for the game and all he's done for United specifically. And I think back to, you know, last summer before these things started when everyone thought he was going to sign for Manchester City, Man United fans were begging for him to come back. They were saying, come back, save the club. This is the club that made you who you are today. And he did. And fans were very happy. And things started off well. He scored goals in, you know, pretty big ways to start the uh 2021-2022 season he can't, went off to a good start scored a number of goals at even his advanced age of 36 years old at the time but now I'm just mostly bewildered by the sheer timing of this all just days before the World Cup you decide to call out one of the biggest clubs in the world and their manager when they're actually starting to achieve success just because you feel like you're being treated unfairly and I mean I guess he's got a sense of entitlement, being that he's Cristiano Ronaldo. But also, your sense of entitlement cannot uh, become more important than the way the team plays and the success that they find. Because if I don't care who you are, if if you're the greatest player to ever play the game, and the team wins when you're not on the field, you're not going to go on the field. That's just how it works. And I I think I have to give Ten Hag a lot of credit for the way he's been handling the this whole. Ronaldo debacle. It would be very easy for an, a manager, a young, younger manager, newer to the to a bigger club like Ten Hag, to say, you know what, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. If he wants to play, we're paying him all this money. We brought him here for a reason. He's going to play. Instead, he's been kind of a strong force, and uh, you compared him to to Sir Alex Gino, and that's 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 a big comparison. But I think it's it's warranted in the sense that, well. Eric Ten Hag's not going to be bullied by any players, and he's going to set an establishment that he wants for this club moving forward. And I think that's a, ultimately a good thing for everyone involved. Uh, if Ronaldo's not going to play, he should he should get out. I don't think I think he's totally burned the bridge. I think he walked across, lit a match, threw some gasoline on it, and said, "I will never come back and play in the Premier League again," and definitely not for Manchester United. So, for me, he's going to play for a different country come January. Uh, in a different country come January. Um, I don't know where that's going to be, and I don't know where we're going to go next. Michael, I'm going to throw this one to you because you haven't uh, spoken your piece yet on it, but I-, I am still shocked that this is happening when it's happening because we saw those clips of the Portuguese camp with with Ronaldo Bruno. and Bruno and Joao Cancelo introduced, like, just trying to say hi, and they just do not want to talk to him. And this is Cristiano Ronaldo we're talking about, and they're just saying, all right, man, you – you're kind of like the annoying kid on the playground right now, and I don't want to talk to you. So, Michael, what do you make of everything? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. The timing is really, really poor in the sense of, like, you know, now United are fifth, if I'm not mistaken, in the Prem, right? Yeah, they are fifth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, the fact that they're fifth, it seems that they finally got, um, you know, obviously they struggled in the first couple of games, but, you know, you can see that that, that their form is, is improving. And um, and for the timing to do it now is just really odd. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. It's good that he did speak out because, you know, he, he did highlight some issues. You know, he was mentioning how that, that there's been zero devel- zero change in the club back since when he played with them back in 08, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, uh, it, it was good that he revealed, I guess, some of the behind the scenes in terms of like that, you know, like in the, in the terms of that United need to improve off the pitch as well. 
but in terms of you know critiquing the coach and uh, and even critiquing some players i i don't expect him to wear the united shirt ever again which is sad because you know w- when he was you know before he was regarded as one of the best of all time back when he was a a young lad playing for united you know us you know changing uh you know and just being that that star player and winning the Ballon d'Or, uh, it, it's a shame um, because United de- wanted him back, especially after, uh, as you mentioned, when he may have gone to City. You know, like I, I saw so many United tweets of like, oh, "I'm gonna burn my, I'm gonna burn my jersey." I'm, you know, like it. They would have viewed it as an absolute betrayal, and they wanted him, and, and now they have him. But uh, yeah, I I don't expect him to to play another uh, another United game. I mean, he in the interview he really made it. I think I agree with him with his points he made in the interview, most of it, but, you know, criticizing Aaron Ten Hag. That's too I think, far, yeah. I think that was too far. You can't criticize managers because it's their decisions to make in the club. And he has to understand he is not 21, he is not 24, he's not in his prime anymore. He's scoring goals, of course. How old is he? 37? He's 37. He's going to be 38 in February. Yikes. So, you know, a striker cannot be playing, in, especially in the Premier I mean, you can do it. Ryan Giggs did it, you know, man, you, but he didn't play all the games. He was on. I was about to say Zlatan, but how old is he? 40 something? Uh, Zlatan's 41. 40, but he's playing in Serie A. Okay, well, that's still a top five. Right? It is a top five. But also, yeah. also, let's, let's, let's be real. I know we're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a freak of nature when it comes to just playing into his old age. I, I'm not saying that Ronaldo can't do it. Aging but like a fine wine. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot so of time. It was a joy to watch. You know, I yeah, found what I true. found interesting was, you know, there was a picture that I saw on Twitter. It was all the past uh, Man United ma- managers and players that criticized the club. So Slatan said, Slatan uh, said that he saw Man United as one of the biggest clubs he played there. You know, since he was like a kid, I think, uh, as a teenager, yeah. playing for different uh, Italian clubs. But he said he saw the club so big outside and inside. It's exactly. a really small exactly. club. So, so I, I think the interview was great because, you know, Ronaldo kind of hi- highlighted the point that that United need to change. And especially uh, him being Cristiano Ronaldo saying the stuff, saying exactly. the glazers. You know, so, it's, so it's great. So I think it's good that he did that. But, but like we both said, timing going the timing and going after the head the current. Head coach in the middle of your own season. In the, that's, exactly, no, but, that's absurd. Before that's, the and World that's Cup, co- totally unacceptable on all grounds. Like, like, the like timing f- is just. For terrible. example, if the World Cup was during the normal window and this was May, it'd be a bit more understandable because it's end of the season. He's out of contract, but to do it during the season when you're still under contract, he wouldn't. If for some reason Sir Alex came back, he wouldn't be caught dead doing this interview right now. Yes, of like, like, like of no course. shot he does that because no. Alex, you know, he he would. He would um, yell at him, to say the least. Knowing Sir Alex, I'm sure he, he's actually probably spoken to Ronaldo about the interview already. Yeah, no. He, they, they've had a close relationship yeah. continuing. He's been a big uh, mentor uh, Ronaldo, for him. Ronaldo. And don't, in the interview, he was like, Sir Alex pushed me back to United instead and, of going to City. And he also talks about Sir Alex reaching out, he out loves, to Yeah, him, exactly. Saying, so. you know, uh, that he supports his, uh, his, problem, his situation right now. And then, you know... Uh, I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson saying, you know, supporting your, your decision is great, but, you know, I th- at the end of the day, you know, it's Manchester United. You're, supposed to, you're expected to win championships every every season. But um, like, I, like I said before, I, I give a lot of respect and credit to Aaron Ten Hag, the way he's handling the situation. It, yeah, exactly. Because I don't think a an Ole or Ralph – I mean, Ralph spoke a lot during the season too. You know, so towards the end of the season, he was like uh, – this club needs some change. Needs to bring in 10, 11, 12 players. And then at he least. got fired. And then he got well. It was expected, but I know, you know, I know. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's it, the it, timing. It, the timing is it's very hard to talk about it because you know if it this was, was such a Graham shock. Potter, he, Ronaldo would be playing. I don't think I don't think United would 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 be going down this the route. The thing is, last season, Potter. last season, Ole, Ralph, and Michael Carrick <laughs> started him point, all the time. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know Eric Ten Hag needs youngsters, and that's why they brought in Anthony. Marcus is playing, and Marcus is really good right now. And the Argentinian kid, whose name I'm forgetting, Garnacho. Garnacho. You. you see that they're producing talent, so. Um, it's a very, very tough environment right now in Manchester United. It's, if there's anybody not named Cristiano Ronaldo, by the way, they don't, first of all, have the even have the idea to, I'm going to go on one of the biggest uh, news programs in the world right now. Also, and their reputation. about the coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, no other player. First of all, Messi. I, I would think, ever I, do I, that, I, okay, or, no. or gets I, I th- the opportunity I, to I think book Messi, their spot. Messi would get the opportunity. I don't think he would. I don't think Messi would. Do, Here's what maybe, I would say, though. Maybe. Messi is the most protected player on the earth because they're they're building a team surrounding him in PSG. You know, Ronaldo speaks. I thought you were about to say Argentina. Was like, no, no, yeah. I'm saying like as a player, you know, they're they protect Messi. You know, all, all the pundits talk about Messi. I'm pretty sure that PSG surrounded by Mbappe. Remember the whole. But look, but look at Mbappe now. Like everybody, either everybody loved him before he talked before before declining before the, uh, the offer of Real Madrid. Well, yeah. But when Ronaldo speaks, you know, they're all criticizing him. Jamie's criticizing him. Gary Neville, who used to play with him when he was eighteen, you know, said stuff about him. And then, uh, you know, a lot of relationships have been broken with Ronaldo and Manchester United legends and you know soccer players. But um, it's, it's going to be a very interesting month to see how it pans out because obviously he's focused on the World he's Cup. He's definitely a villain right now in, in the world yeah. of soccer. He's been for countless years. But you know, uh, if that was Messi in you know in in his in his um position, he wouldn't get the response. The players and the, and the fans would you know support him. And I think if it's anybody not named Messi or Ronaldo, they immediately get dropped by their club and maybe Neymar. I again uh, like. I don't. I don't know. I don't see Neymar going out and just like you don't see him doing that? trashing his coach. I oh, don't see okay. him doing that. Okay. No, it's not going to happen. We have to. T- we have to switch gears here though because we got some important stuff to talk about. Just a small competition coming up. In there's days. this. There's this small competition known as the Qatar World Cup. We are going to go through well, each of these groups. We've got eight of them, as per usual. We're going to open some Panini packs. We're going to give some group stage predictions. We're going to hold off on knockout round predictions because we don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves and count our chickens before they hatch. Because, because you know, we, we suddenly do that all the way. Like, we're not going to – I'm not going to ask you who's going to win the hypothetical quarterfinal between two teams that may not even make it out of the group stage. Argentina. So. Okay, well, <laughs> there you go. We'll talk, we'll talk winners of the whole thing, but we're going to keep it – Pretty uh, keep our, keep ourselves grounded to the groups right now. Group A consists of Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Group B: England, Iran, United States, Wales. C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Group D: France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Group E: Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Group F: Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Group G: Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. And Group H: Portugal, Ghana. Uruguay and South Korea. That is your field for the 2022 World Cup as Michael struggles to get the Panini box open. Group A, we're going to start with you guys, Qatar, the host nation. Who here can confidently say they know anything about the Qatar national team? I can tell you one thing. Go ahead. They're not making it out of the group stage. I'll tell you, actually, I have, I have, I have something uh, for Qatar. The Copa America 2019, they were invited uh, to play in that Copa America, obviously, because there's always two invitees for the Coleman Bowl. Uh, Continental Cup, 
and Qatar played with uh, Paraguay and Argentina. And I got to say, I was pretty um, impressed the way they played. You know, they really played really well against those, you know, comable countries. South American teams are hard to play against. And, you know, they weren't uh, scored on by three goals or four goals. They actually kept, you know, a goal in hand. Um, you know, they I think they tied at one game in the group stage. So Qatar is a pretty good team. You know, you can't, you can't just say, you know, they're going to get eliminated. But, you know, they can definitely hold their ground when it comes to playing, you know, against uh, a South American team. And they're going to have to play against a South American team in Ecuador. I will say real quick about Qatar. You mentioned that they were invited to the 2019 Copa America. They were invited to the 2021 Gold Cup. That's how I was introduced right. to this team personally. That's how I got to see them. They've got some pretty talented players, and they, they pushed a lot of CONCACAF teams to their brink in what ended up being a a decent run in the tournament for them. They went to the semifinal before getting uh, defeated by the U.S. on a late Jossie Zardis goal. Jossie Goat. Um, I was waiting for Jossie yeah, Goat. I was waiting for a reaction there, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, no, Qatar were a good team. They probably should have gone ahead against the U.S. in that match, if not for a, right. a missed penalty against yeah. Matt Turner from Hassan Al-Haidos, who is the captain of this Qatar team. And they're a team that has actually some firepower on the wings with pace. Uh, Akram Afif and Almoez Ali are two guys that will play up front for Qatar who are really going to be dangerous. I think those are the three guys whose names, if you're going to remember any Qatari national team players' names, it'd be those three guys. Let's swift, switch gears to the South American team that they're going to play, Ecuador. And Ecuador, who missed out the last World Cup, or at the 2014 World Cup, are a team that probably surprised most people with how well they fared in World Cup qualifying. I mean, they're a really young team. I think they're the second youngest team at the World Cup after the U.S. You know, Angel Mena, who's a midfielder in uh, Liga MX, is really bumping up the age there, along with uh, Ener Valencia, who is, I believe, the captain now, as he's in what, how many years with the national team? Ener, Ener, Ener Valencia, Valencia, I think, for a couple... Since, since 2014, when he yeah. broke out onto the world stage at the World Cup in Brazil. He's been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, for I think the, probably been the biggest name since Antonio Valencia yeah. to play for Ecuador. The evolution of Ecuador has actually really impressed me as well, too. I mean, talk about the 2018 qualifiers. You know, I, I watch a lot of South American qualifiers, so I do see the, the evolution of Ecuadorian team, but uh, the Ecuadorian team. Um, but yeah, the 2018 Ecuador team, they were, you know, still relying on their veteran players. They really played... Uh, some good Copa America matches, but uh, like any team, you have to have some change. They brought in a lot of young players to this new squad, and they're really fast, really fast on the counterattack. So it's, that's something to, to look out for, the counterattack of Ecuador, because they can definitely score goals. Uh, before we continue, James, open up the pack. You want me to open up? Okay, yeah, but uh, talk, talk, yeah, equi- yeah. keep going. Well, no, uh, ASMR pack. Yeah. No, I want you to do the uh, well, Talk over it. Well, no, I, I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> well, we, we don't have a lot of time here, man. Well, open the one ASMR, and then All the rest right. of them we can just open while we talk. Well, I'll talk about the next team, Senegal. Are you going to interrupt the ASMR? Oh, sorry. I thought... no, yes, interrupt the ASMR. Go, no, go, gotta, go, go, go. So we got to talk about Senegal, the next team. Um, Sadio Mane. No Mane, yeah. Missing out the World Cup. He was injured. Oh, Mane, uh, Mane. This is why I'm not a fan of the World Cup at this time, because you have so many players that are, you know, injured. Like, you... Uh, honestly, uh, you could field a starting eleven that could hypothetically win the World Cup just from players that no, are injured. Of course. Like it is insane. You well, have... uh, yeah, I think you could do that just about at every World Cup. But this, but this year, this it, one it is, is incredibly, it's particularly important. We got, I mean, oh, okay, well, well, okay, hold on. We got... Don't tell me any players because we have fifty of these to go through. If there's any big names, do interrupt. Yeah, us. no. We'll, we'll, how about we save the player revelations for the end, unless there's oh, a big one okay, okay. in the moment. Yeah. All right. Um, the next team we're talking about in the Group A is Netherlands. I think that's a really, that's a, good, uh, that's a that's really a good, good team. team they missed out in 2018, they and did, yeah. historically in the World Cup, um, 
Finland's a really good team. They made it to the final in 2010, and they showed Case a very good performance against Spain in 2014. They third place in 2014. Place. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. third place in 2014. So, you know, it was a bummer they missed out in the last World Cup, but now they're back, and they have a strong, strong squad. So it's going to be uh, very, very fun to see that Group A. Um, I guess we should do predictions for Group A because I look at my computer. I have a website where it gives me the projections. It says 53% Netherlands is going to win the group. I agree with that. It's probably fair. I mean, they're the, they're the heaviest hitters there. I mean, you know, you think about the players that they have and you compare them to the players that Qatar have. You know, you've got your your marquee guy for the Netherlands is, is probably Memphis, you know. And, oh, come on. It, going forward, the guy you want to give the ball to to go score goals is Memphis yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah. for the Netherlands. So I'm going to go on uh, Netherlands and Ecuador is going to go past because we don't Ooh. have to count about the other two because they're not going Ooh. to be Europa League. They're just no gonna... Senegal? Mendy? No. No. Wow! I'm telling you, this Ecuador squad—they're so young, but they know how to play. No, this Ecuador—they wow. know how to play. This no, Ecuador I, I, team I'm, is impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think. Hold on, I, I want to check my FUVC bracket that I filled out. Hold you on. filled one up? Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's only you and me because apparently no one else. No did one else did it. Well, I didn't I know about it. it. On, so, so yeah, I didn't know about it. I tried to throw it in the group chat. Send me, send me, send me the. It's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not that crucial. So according to my bracket, I have ne- Netherlands topping, obviously, because I, I feel like if the Netherlands, they have now, to. Can I ask you a question? Was this pre-Sadio Mane injury? I filled this out before yesterday, yes. I still okay. I still have something all going through. Okay. I actually have Qatar third because I thought the, that the home team would get something, but I'm gonna, actually going to change I, that. So I, I that's have, not that's not absurd, by the way. About, about to say that Qatar Qatar has a real chance of no, getting yeah, out of this. Qatar group. has a real. They have a real chance. Really good, nah. Every team in this World Cup is really good, and you and can't, you can't we also we also have it. We're not obviously. Eve, we're going to get to predictions, and we're going to talk a little bit more about each of the teams because we got to get into some substance here. But we haven't also talked about the this ongoing, you know, uh, amidst all the other World Cup scandals that potentially there's, a there's, of, oh, there, yeah. there's a rumor that Ecuador are being paid off by some Qatari officials to, to lose throw one the game to, with a goal in the second uh, and half. one nil goal in the second half. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. It, was, it, it produced a lot of funny memes yeah. of people betting on a <laughs> second half goal what's, for what's, <laughs> what's so funny <laughs> Qatar me betting the, the house on my life savings on you know, on, on Qatar. What's so funny about Ecuador is because before the World Cup happened they also had a scandal about and they were about to miss the World yes, Cup. Yes, they were about to miss it. They had a player in the Ecuadorian team that I guess the the conflict was a player in the Ecuadorian team I remember did hearing not, about this, yes. you know, get his citizenship to be an Ecuadorian, and he Oof. was originally from, I think, Chile, or if I'm being mistaken, some other country in South America. Oh, he's here and, now. And uh, that didn't uh, that didn't work out. But the thing is, FIFA ruled it out. They find the Ecuadorian FA, and Ecuador in the next qualifiers for 2026, they're going to start with negative three points, I think. Oof. Devastating, and that what by the by the way, negative three points in World Cup qualifying. It's Ecuador, huge. Ecuador finished fourth. They, I will give Ecuador their most credit they'll have for this. Who, who would have made it if uh, if it wasn't for them? Peru were fifth in the playoff game. They lost to and Australia. That's, oh yeah, you lost. And that's <laughs> wait, wait, so my on, and that's on. my family's so, country. So basically, if it, wait, so if Ecuador went, uh, it, if they were deducted three points, where do they fall? They Down would, to fifth, or they would go as far back as sixth because no. so Columbia basically Colombia would have been in the playoffs. No, but the thing is, but the thing is. Um, Chile, the Chile, the Chilean FA, were the ones who were figuring this thing out. So Chile would have been. So the Chile team would to have, have been in Ecuador's them. position, basically. No, no, no. Well, we don't have to talk about because Colombia would have been fifth. We would have beat. He's talking about it with the points. Oh uh, no, of course, of course. I mean, look, we look, we would have beat our, um, Australia because we're not bad. Well, Peru could have made it to the World Cup. They lost to Australia. So but, that was yeah, exactly. Really you lost to that Australia. was heartbreaking exactly. for me. Exactly. So. Here's, here's, I have done You know that. what? You and, know what? And then I would have gone to my third I'll World defend, Cup in a row. I'll defend Ecuador's Ecuador uh, uh, f- it, as a devil's advocate here because Colombia 
while they probably are a better team on paper than both Ecuador and Peru, what Ecuador did was they stayed consistently within the qualification zone the entire time of qualifying. Yeah, and that is you. borderline yeah. impossible to do in South America unless you're Brazil or Argentina. Of course. Uruguay and Colombia didn't even do that. They both had to claw their way back Ooh. in. Ecuador yeah. were consistently good throughout qualifying, and for me, that's the biggest indication that they're going to find success in Qatar. As for uh, the Netherlands, let's talk about the Netherlands because I feel like we kind of glossed over them. We'll talk about Senegal for a minute, too. As far as the Dutch go, their strength, we all know this, is in defense. They've got, honestly, four center backs that are more than good enough to be starting for most national teams in Van Dijk, De Ligt, Ake, and De Vrij. That's four. That's, that's, that's pretty stacked. That's four better center backs. Meanwhile, in the U.S., we're here debating on whether or not Aaron Long <laughs> or Tim Ream should start. I heard last week. I, I, I'm well aware of this. Yeah. So I, I think I think this just puts things into perspective how good this team could be. I, did you guys see that Chavi uh, Simons made the team? Really? Did he, really? he did. He really? did. Wow. He, hasn't, he hasn't gotten a... Uh, National team cap yet. That's the thing about this World Cup. And, you know, there's a lot of players injured, so like you get some surprise announcements. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, the Argentinian team they were considering Garnacho to come up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, saw that. they called out the um, the kid who plays in the MLS, who plays for the Atlanta. What's his Thiago name? Almada. Thank you. Yep, they just called him up because of an injury. Yeah. Well, he's he's actually gross. Uh, I hate him, but he's gross. And speaking about Netherlands, I just got the crest. Hey, there you go. that's mine. That's you. I get well, I get all the cards on this one. Champions. I will. I will. Uh, looking at this this. Uh, Looking at this Netherlands team, I, their strength is obviously in their defense, but I think that you can't deny what they have going forward. You've got Frankie de Jong holding down the middle, Depay up front, and you know guys like Bergvine, Luke de Jong. You got experience there. You've got quality there. This is this is a tough team that's going to be fun to watch. I know that they struggled uh, a lot at the Euros, and yeah. we're not at the last World Cup, and we're not at the Euros before that. So this is going to be it's a change of the guard. For Netherlands, who were so good in 2010 and 2014 at the World Cup, I'm being motioned to open up a new pack. So with that, I'll give you my prediction for the group. I think Netherlands top the group, and I will go Ecuador to finish second. Ooh. Senegal. Am I the only one that has a, a Senegal style going through? So Senegal are a strong team all the way through, but for me, the drop off from Sadio Mane to a guy like Ismail Assar or Bamba Diang, yeah. it's just so yeah. massive. Like they're not going to have nearly the same quality and. I'm I'm gonna go Senegal to finish fourth and Qatar to really? finish third. Oh god! Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, no matter what we say, it, it it is the World Cup. Anything could happen. For all we know, a uh, Qatar could top the group. It, it's a Anything possibility. Can it's can a possibility. Before. But while you open up your next pack, I will take on Group B, the one that this country will be focused on for obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. The group is England, USA, Wales, and Iran. Obviously, uh. You guys talked about the U.S. in last week's podcast without me. And we're going to talk about them again this week. You want to spend an entire hour doing that? No, I don't. Because we got we're actually we're actually going way slower than we need to be. We got to speed this thing up. Uh, actually, I have no idea how much time we have left, but I'm sure Nick will. We have plenty tell of us. time left, but let's keep it moving. Uh, so obviously, England. I mean, one of the favorites to win the tournament. You know, they're with the amount of quality that the players have. No, uh, I want them after the game, uh, after the podcast. Just keep it okay, up. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously England, you know, if you just look at the amount of players that they have, I mean, somehow they're going to be starting Harry Maguire. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but that's probably going to happen. Um, so obviously I, I think we can all agree <laughs> that uh, England will uh, top the group stage. 
Unless any one of you have any objections, speak now England? or hold your peace. Um, it's hard because, you know, this group, I, look, Iran uh, had a last-minute goal in the last World Cup in, in their opening match. Against uh, Spain. Against Spain. You want to know how I know that? How do you know that? Because I was there. Really, you were yeah, there. I went. I went to. I went to the 2018 World Cup. So and 2014. So as that well. group. That group is what? A... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is why I took a bit of a notice when you were like, ah, we don't. You know, you went to 2014. We're not Michael Hernandez. We don't. Uh, he doesn't care about international football. I do. What? What? Wh- where was this revelation before? You never asked. Oh, because we just have to ask about everything that's ever happened yeah. for you to reveal he's that been it in happened. Every, he's been in every soccer sporting event th- th- since birth. Where were you at the 2015 Super Bowl? Where were you in 2002 World Cup, Korea, Japan? I was one year old. Uh, <laughs> I was a year old. But um, no, yeah, I went to Brazil. And uh, actually, you know what? This is a good time while you guys open packs. I'll, well, I'll, quickly, I'll give you quickly quick which pick. matches did you go in 2014? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Uh, we went to, I went to three in both World Cups. The first one I went to was Colombia, Ivory Coast. In 2014, Colombia won. Yeah. I also yes, saw that was a it was a gross Hamas game. Yeah, I also saw um, Brazil going against Cameroon. Br- Brazil four nil. No, that Croatia beat uh, Cameroon four nil. That sure. Week, yes. Um, this is eight years ago. So no, this is eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, so eight and a half years ago, man. Yeah, and then the final Crazy. game I went to was uh, Ghana against a small team. Uh, I think it was Portugal, and then some guy scored a goal. I forget his name. Yes, Ronaldo scored. Uh, a second half goal in that game, I believe, to win one nil against Ghana, yeah. which which eased the U.S.'s tensions against mm-hmm. Germany I mean, in the final group stage game, if I remember that correctly. And then for 2018, this one's more recent, so I can tell you more about it. I saw Colombia again. That's the whole reason why I went. Colombia, Poland. Colombia won three game. nothing. Beautiful game. Great oh, game. The 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 entire stadium w- was full of Colombians. I, uh, like like it was just it was insane. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I also saw Spain, Iran, and then this one was my favorite game, Germany. South Korea. Great game. Yeah. One of the greatest games I've ever seen. Seeing Germany be eliminated live. And the Mexicans were depending on (laughs) the South Koreans. I I remember that, yeah. South Korea to win because uh, so the Mexico can go can go to the exactly, knockout. Yeah. But one last thing about the 2014 World Cup. That no, was a great nothing, World Cup. Nothing, oh. my, my favorite World Cup. Nothing will compare. There's a lot of great moments, obviously, in that World Cup. But nothing will compare John Brooks' goal, uh, John Brooks's goal against uh Ghana. It was a great feeling. The ESPN format, the commentator, the environment. It's Sean Brooks! I I will say, I was in Colombia for uh, the World Cup as well, so I was there for the round of 16 when Hamas hit that wonder goal. Like the the one off the volley, yeah, yeah, like I, I, oh against Uruguay, yeah, and the like I was in Colombia, so like everyone like there wasn't a soul out on the street. Everyone was locked was in their in, house. I was in, watching the game, and when that goal happened, everyone. I was in the ugh. city, and um, when John Brooks, the John Brooks goal happened, and I've never seen anything like that. I, mean, uh, I can't wait to see that again. As, this year. Be as, mu- as much fun as I have, you guys know I have reminiscing about U.S. World Cup goals. I we can talk to, about twenty. We have to keep moving, is, guys. Is, is Nick yelling about the time? No, Nick just—he sent me a text letting quick, us know how, how much time we have. Okay, quickly. We were we're about 30, 30 or so quick, minutes we, in. We, we, we still got an hour. Quickly, okay, but if, quickly. If you want to speed up, yeah, then. quickly. England, um, really good team. England are going to top the group. Iron, Iron, Iran. Excuse me. We, we, we about to say Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, Iran. Uh, don't Ireland. count. Don't count them out. They're a really good team. Uh, Wales. You saw them in twenty sixteen. A lot, a lot of the play, a lot of the players from that twenty sixteen squad are in this World Cup squad, and you know they had a really tough qualifiers. They made it to. To a playoff uh, round, they won it against Ukraine, and now they're here. The first time I think, how many years, James? Probably since for the, Wales. Uh, oh, it's been it's been a it's long time. It's, it's been, been a while. Decades. So don't count them out. Gareth Bale's very prepared for this World Cup. Like team, I said, Wales, Golf Madrid. In Wales, that order. Yeah, in that order. Uh, team USA. I mean, I'm confident with these guys, man. The youngsters are gonna 
have a great World Cup. You know, I think the only American that has experience is DeAndre Yedlin. That's correct. 2014, yes. and that's pretty much it. Every and everybody else. Last week's podcast, I paid attention. Everybody else, first time World Cup. Christian Pulisic, first World Cup. The everybody LeBron has a first James World of Cup. soccer. So, uh, my predictions for this group, I it, I think it's going to be England. Uh, and USA, so England's going to be first and USA second, but it's going to be a very tough match. But then who gets third? I think Wales is going to get third, but it's going to be a very tough match, England against Wales and USA against Wales. That's my predictions. James? For, or, for or me, you? honestly... Don't this, you dare put USA... And I got Zimmerman, so... This, no, no, no. Hey. This group is... Uh, in my opinion, I think this group is as close to wide open as any of the... Uh, as any of the other groups are for like I'm excited. As far as as far as England are right now, I think on paper England could be like a top 3 yeah. or 4 team in the world legitimately. Exactly, yeah. Their players are that good, but they play to a standard where they're probably the worst of the top 8 teams that were grouped first, you know, for the pots into the into the the group. So I think the US lucked out in that regard where they don't have to play against you know Brazil or Argentina. And, oh, that would have been. And that would not or have been France, and are instead playing against uh, playing. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to France. Are later, instead playing against England. That's a better. But answer the question for the U.S. What's your group prediction? Well, I, we got to talk about the teams a little bit. We haven't even mentioned a single player that plays for any of these teams. So Harry Kane, Christian Pulisic. Okay. Well, uh, let's ease into Gareth Bale. You mentioned Maguire. Is the only player you mentioned. I, let's. I just want to say, Foden, who I just Wales, Wales are a strong team. They yeah. are. They are. We, There's pe- a lot of players pe- from the 2016 squad. Dan yes. James. People, people have made it have made it a point to say that Iran are a team who's been successful in Asian qualifying and at the World Cup. They looked good in 2018. This Wales team is genuinely strong. I mean, Williams, Davies, and Padu at the back. Like th- those are these are big names. These are guys that even the U.S. doesn't have in some areas. And in the midfield, I think while the U.S. that's their biggest strength, I think you know. Joe Allen, Harry Wilson, Aaron Ramsey, there's, they're, they're going to have some work cut out for them even. And as for England, we know the strength that they have. I mean, Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold is in the team now, which I think is bad news for every other team in the group because he's one, I'm of, not the best, gonna one of the best fullbacks in the world. For a second, I thought, I thought you were about to say that's bad news for England. I would have been like, oof. No, it's great news for, <laughs> for England because they finally convinced themselves to take a really good player. Um, and yeah, this England team is should should finish on top of the group, but the with the way that they're playing, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop a game or two. Um, you know, or a lo- two. I mean, there's only three games, so it's yeah. Like- if they if they could draw, they could draw Wales one one, and it wouldn't be crazy. They could draw the U.S. and it wouldn't be crazy. They could drop points in multiple games. It's not out of it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's, yeah, but I beca- and I think Wales, Iran, and the U.S. are all going to take points off of one another. I think it's going to be one of those scenarios where we see, you know. Yeah, I see. I, it's going to be one of those scenarios, you know, where each team could beat the other or they all draw to one another. I think everyone in this group is evenly matched. You look at Iran up front alone. They have guys that, for the U.S., the, the Iran's third or fourth choice striker would probably start for the U.S. You've got uh, Mehdi Taremi, uh, Sardar Azmoum, and Karim Ansarifard are all strikers for Iran. Like, the, it's it's not... It's not to say that these teams don't have quality as well as being like super organized and successful programs. These are good teams, and the U.S. are going to have the work cut out for them. With that said, I think the U.S. are a team that will galvanize the uh, uh, and will relish the chance of being at the World Cup. We'll certainly get behind each other and we'll play for everything, and I think they get out of the group. I think it's going to be England 1, U.S. 2, then I will go Iran 3, Wales 4. 
Interesting. Interesting. I think I would, so, so I would, it's the same thing as us, except you have Wales and Iran. Switch. I think I think Iran are going to give the U.S. a really really tough time, and I think I think Wales will will. That's that the final too. match, though, right? Yeah, and I think I think I think Iran could steal it from the U.S. in that final match, and I don't think that's crazy. I mean, to say. obviously, Group B, you know, we want to see England versus USA, but that's it's, on Black it's, Friday, right? Yeah, the Black that's Friday. That's gonna be big, and it's pretty huge because. Um, who does USA play first? Wales. Wales. Wales on and Monday. So if England wins against Ireland, we should do a live watch along with that. Uh, I won't be here. If I Engl- would do it. But if England wins against Ireland, USA wins against Wales. That means they have to play each other for whoever wins that game goes on to the round of sixteen. So uh, let's say there's a tie, right? Now I think that uh, England and USA's uh, opponent to beat is obviously Wales because Wales is a tough team to play against. And uh, if they win against Wales, you know they'll go straight to the group uh, to, out of the group stage. So you know it's you know don't count on Wales because they re- they play really well. But uh, for Team USA, uh, they have to win against Wales. No, it's always good to start off the group stage with a win, but especially in a group stage where things are are this tight. Um, moving on to Group C, this is another group that I think. It, it, th- this th- was a th- bit of a group the of death. Th- the three at the top. I don't. I don't want to call it a group of death because I think there's a clear front runner. You know what which I mean? Which one? Group C. No, no, no. I mean, which one is the front runner for the group of death? Saudi Arabia. You, I think it's clearly Saudi Arabia. Are you joking? Come on. Lionel Messi is on one of these teams. His team is the front runner. Yeah. That's how these things go. I. It's. It's between. Our, it's Argentina is going to finish first. Yeah. That's. That's. That's what, how we feel. And then I think Poland or Mexico could finish second. I, I, was, I don't think that's a group of death. It's uh, no, yeah, I know, but then you said there's a front runner for the group of death. No, I said there's a oh, front runner oh, in the sorry, group. Oh, I misunderstood. And it's I, I, I was like, what? What other group is the group of death? I don't see anything. Yeah, I, I agree. Group H probably. Uh, Argentina, they need to. They need to top the group. They need to. They need to be first. I, and I think they will be. They, uh, of course, they will. With the quality that they have, with that one guy. That one, that one guy. Yeah, but like, Di Maria, okay, of course. We, here's Diego the thing: Martinez. we talk about we, we're talking about Messi and how good he is. You said that one guy. They're a proper team. They have quality oh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. everywhere on the field. Let's not forget that. And I think, you know, outside of outside of Messi, I look at who's going to be the goalkeeper. I I mean, it, it's going to be Emmy Martinez probably. Definitely yeah. Dibu. And yeah. that's that's something that's probably it's been a little bit uh, of. Since there's been a, a lot of confidence in an Ar- Ar- Argentine goalkeeper, I mean, going back to the 2018 World Cup, they had Willy Caballero in goal uh, for some of those matches, and that was that was a bit of an issue. Thinking back to he had a really bad World the, Cup. Thinking back to Geronimo Rulli, they were trying to introduce him as the keeper for after Sergio Romero when he was young, and he's you know had a bit of a disaster with Villarreal. This is this is this is a team that has now once they figured it out. Who's going to be the goalkeeper for, for me? That they have too much quality all over the pitch to be, a f- to be um, forgotten about. I mean, this is this is a, this is a World Cup uh, team. Team. This is a team. Yeah, that, obviously. This it's... is a team that could compete for the actual trophy, and I think they will be there down to the wire. I think they top this group. I- I'm pretty I think, sure. If, if I Messi they do plays it on in the nine, final, I think they do it on seven or nine points. If Messi goes to the final, if I'm not mistaken, that is that will be his 1,000th career game. That'd be a good story. That would be this. Hit. Is he on 993 now? Because yeah. there's seven games until I'm, the final. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I have to double check that. But um, that would be fantastic. Yeah, since 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 14 since 2014 until 20, <laughs> 2019, um, Argentina really have been in a dark place. They've been to a World Cup final. They've been to I think. What happened in that World Cup final? 
Uh, they were defeated they were by defeated a stronger team. By I forgot, yeah. The best team in that year, <laughs> Germany. Yeah. Uh, they went on to the 2016, um, no, 2015 Copa America, lost some penalties against Chile. And then uh, what happened the, the Spanish? And then Otra 16 vez. in exactly. the great country oh, you're out the Spanish, of Thomas. the United States of America. You know I'm fluent in Spanish. No, you're not. Say, de verdad. Claro. I'm, I'm shocked. Huh? I'm shocked. What? I'm the only gringo in the room and I speak the best Spanish. What? Is that how that works? Huh? Why? What do you mean why? I learned in school. That's that's, that's, that's great. That's amazing. Why are so, no, I'm just shocked that... Really? Why are you so shocked? Why are you so shocked? <laughs> I, I don't know. So <laughs> I, I, um, I wasn't expecting 16 this. 16 USA, MetLife Stadium. And yes, <laughs> again. yes you, you probably do speak better Spanish Yeah, you definitely do speak better Spanish than us. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, no, I, sure. I'm horrible at speaking he, Spanish. He, I can understand it he learned He learned Spanish from Spain. So like the proper Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they lost penalties against Chile like, once again in New that York. That was fun, yeah. In the 2019 Copa America, uh, they were in the semifinals. They lost to uh, Brazil. So, yeah, a, a lot of uh, – there has to be changes with the managers, uh, Sampoli and, you know, uh, Scaloni now. And, obviously, the team, uh, they don't have Higuain anymore. How and, sad. You know, Mercado and all those players. Um, but, you know, the team showed in 2021 in the Copa America that they were a proper team, and they definitely – um, are forgetting about the past, so I think they're gonna have a great World Cup. I think Messi is gonna have a great World Cup. I mean, he wasn't really the best player in 2014, but they gave him the award for the best player. But I think this is his World Cup, and he's gonna play really well. He's been preparing for it since 2014, since 2018. Sorry, and um, they're definitely topping the group. With that being said, I think uh, Poland is a really strong team. Really good defenders, obviously Lewandowski. I was about to say that Lewandowski. But uh, Mexico, man. I mean, Mexico. Still my joke. Mexico, you know, plays really good soccer, man. They were born to play soccer. <laughs> football. 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 Sorry. Football. Football. Okay. But I think. Portuguese. Chucky's playing. So I think, you know, Mexico is really going to have a great World Cup, too. And I think they're going to go through. So I'm going to put Argentina first. So you're saying Poland third? I'm saying Poland third. I, I, I have I have it the inverse. I have Poland going through. Really, I I also have, I, I I have Mexico at the moment because, and only because Poland are not a great tournament team. I, I don't think oh, I've I, I don't know. think I've seen I I I, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I I've not seen Poland like at 2018 World Cup. I was I was very uh, impressed by Poland at the uh, World Cup qualifiers. I was not impressed by 2018. Poland live. They lost three nothing. Really wow. bad. Really poor performance. Wow. Right. Well. Going into that, going into that <laughs> World Cup, they were actually the top. They got the top. Uh, they were in the first pot. They were one of the top seven teams ranked in the world at that point. Well, they had, didn't help them. Well, it did. It, it they've still got paired into a fairly difficult group with Japan, Colombia, and Senegal. Even as the top, even as the top spot, even in the top pot. So who, that's that's really. I'm that's sorry, really but, but who left that group out as well? It was Colombia and Japan. Japan, that's Japan. Japan. Oh, yeah, because the fair play. Japan, Japan and Senegal had, yeah, yeah, yeah. had tied Japan on Japan points. Has we'll get to them up. because they have a fun group as How well. How much time do we have left, by the way? We are. We, we got it. We, we have time. Just speed it up a little bit. We got time. Okay, uh, let's speed up. Saudi Arabia, they're going to be last. Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, you're the one who wanted to speed things up. Yeah, but you're the one who keeps interrupting me and derailing me, brother. Wow. All right. I will say this about Poland. They have Lewandowski. That's an. That's an. They have. That's an. Lewandowski, that's an intangible that no other team at this World Cup has, except for maybe France with Benzema. So you're putting Poland go through. I'm saying Poland don't go through because they're not a good tournament team, exactly. even even exactly. though even though Mexico have looked really, really unsure of themselves over the last year, year and a half, 
Tata Martino, there's no faith in Tata Martino at, at the helm of Mexico, but they, they, they are, there's no team, no country that, that at least in, a, in the scope of North America, that's going to get up and have yeah. the support, get up for the games and have the support that Mexico will have. That's and true, that, yeah. and that is something that has put them through world cups in years prior. In 2014, they qualified to the World Cup on 11 points in World Cup qualifying. In 2018, the U.S. missed it on yep. 12. Mexico still managed to get out of that group, even though they were in a terrible place. They even drew Brazil nil-nil on the group stage. This is this is a team that knows how to get out of their group. They This is what they always do. They get out of the group, they'll lose in the round of 16 like they always do, but I think that they get out of this group again, even though they have one player under the age of 24 on this roster, and he's 23. This is a team that is... Uh, a generation hanging on by a thread, an old team that is this is their this core group of players. It's their yeah. last hurrah at the World Cup. I think they get out of the group. I think they do it by the skin of their teeth, and I think they get uh, clobbered by whoever wins Group D. Uh, one last thing about Mexico. I will say this though. You know, we we see a lot of friendlies, a lot of uh, Gold Cup matches, Nations League matches, um, qualifying. But when it comes to World Cup, when it comes to a tournament, especially World Cup, Mexico turns up. Mm-hmm. You see it in 2018. The, one against Germany. You see in 2014, you know, yeah, as much as you talk about, you know, that Netherlands uh, penalty with Robin, but they show up. Um, and when it comes to summer of, you know, World Cup, in this case, winter, Ochoa becomes every goalkeeper in yeah. one. <laughs> he becomes Julio Cesar. He becomes Casillas. He becomes every goalkeeper in the history He's of the World a Cup. Today, he puts a masterclass in World Cup, and that's been happening since 06. And, um, you know, I'm definitely excited to see Mexico playing. Um, the Mexico-Argentine game would really be a fun one to watch, uh, but I think we should move on to Group D. Uh, and we will move on to Group D. One thing I will end it with, the opening match for Mexico is against Poland, so that's a big deal. That's a really brilliant. huge match for that. It's Wait, a huge match. So you guys have Mexico going second? Second, yeah. I have Mexico. I have Poland going second. And then I'm assuming we all have Saudi Arabia <laughs> Good for to you. finish last. Uh, Salman Al-Farai is the only player that I will uh, s- that I will single out for Saudi Arabia. He's their captain. He's uh, a fun guy. I'm pretty sure he's got the hero yeah. card on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Ultimate Team. All right, well, over to Group D, uh, the um, latest entry into the World Cup, Australia. Group, yeah, Group D is a very hard group for me because I really hate the country of Australia. That should have been and Andrew And Andrew Redmayne, <laughs> the that goalkeeper. Should, that, that should have been Peru, but, you know, one thing well, about Group... Not. One thing, Yeah, it's not. And one thing about, <laughs> group, <laughs> one thing about group D is that it, what's so funny about Group D is that um, it's the... Two of the uh, two of the teams, France and Denmark, were in the same group last World Cup. So uh, it's funny to see France and Denmark and yeah. Australia and Australia and Australia. Yeah. So three teams. And were even in, if Peru had come Peru, in, it, 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 it would have been the same thing. <laughs> but they're not. Wait, what? Sorry. In the, 2018 World Cup, yeah. Group D was France, Denmark, Australia, Peru. Oh, that's crazy. Now this time it's France, Denmark, Tunisia, and Australia, not Peru. So get wrecked. Uh, yeah, all right, man. Yeah. I mean, Peru and Clever not in it. So you're gonna, gonna rub the salt in his wounds when Colombia. How many also packs have you opened, James? A lot, dude. Uh, okay, uh, so I'm gonna start off up, with uh, France, defending up. world champs, champions. Kareem Benzema, Kareem Benzema, obviously back in the World Cup and Golden Ball about Ballon d'Or winner. Same thing, but you know, I just want to make it more proper. France are definitely topping this group. No. Okay. No. Um, they're definitely topping this group. I mean, they have talent. You know, obviously, there's the Champions Curse started back in 06 when the defending champions would enter the next World Cup and then not leave the group stage. Um, I don't know. I think France can definitely uh, break the curse. No? I, I think I, I will say, for me, I've been the longest defender of the curse for a long time. I have too. And yeah. I, 
initially months ago when once this happened i was like you can count on france to not get out of the group but when i saw how easy this group ended up being uh, i cannot i cannot say that australia and tunisia will finish ahead of france i can't do it i can conceptualize saying denmark will i can't do it for australia and tunisia unfortunately in and i this is even with the injuries to Angolo Kante and Paul Pogba. No engine room. <laughs> which, and which, also... Uh, uh, and Nkuku. Yep. Which effectively means that we're going to see a brand new midfield for this France team. To a many, Kamavinga. And I think this is going to be the World Cup of Eduardo Kamavinga. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Because if you look at Germany in 2014, what they failed... Uh, or Sorry, in 2018. What they failed to do is they trotted out basically the exact same team in the exact same way. And for me, at a World Cup, you've got to bring in new faces just to energize things up. Like, you, the allure of the World Cup becomes less significant when you've already won one. Yeah. So to trot out 11 World Cup winners onto the field, it might be intimidating, but you might not have the same chip on your shoulder that that another group of younger guys might have. And for me, bringing in Chuameni, Gwenduzi, and Kamavinga as your midfield trio has the ability for France to be that. I don't think they're going to be as good uh, on the field as Pogba and Kante were in their prime in 2018 because, I mean, we saw what that ended up being. That was, an un- that was a spectacular run from them. Um, but with that said, I think that this France team has enough quality to get out of this group, and I think they have enough new faces to get through the mental aspect of it, and I think this is going to be the World Cup of Eduardo Camavinga in central midfield. I think he's going to be the best young player. For sure. Now, um, let's go on to the next team, Denmark. Uh, I actually got Denmark. There you go. In the, in the sticker packs. Um, in the 2018 World Cup, they were a very good team. Obviously, Christian Eriksen is back in the team You know, after that unfortunate event during the Euros. But uh, Denmark, I, I, I'm not gonna lie that that is a feel good story. It is a feel good story, and for Be him, beast, and for him going to Man U, um, <laughs> obviously it it really goes for full circle. But um, yeah, Denmark has always have been having great World Cups. Um, this World Cup, I think they're gonna finish second. So that's my uh, prediction. No, Mike. I I have Denmark first, and then I have France second. Really? And then yeah. I have and I have Tunisia three, Australia four. I have Australia third. But yeah, I I, I think that. Obviously, I mean, as much as I love to mention the Champions Curse, it's like James said, I, I, I don't think France will, will crumble just because they have a lot of just the Young quality. Talent, yeah. And they, they have, have the security blanket of probably the easiest group in this at this yeah. World Cup, yeah, in, my, so, in, in my opinion. But but Denmark was a bit of a dark horse. I mean, don't forget, they made it to the semifinals of Euro 2020. You know, they they are a very good team. Like, and like, their best player is in better form than he has been in a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like one, one thing yeah. to note is that when you have France, like you have like like the the player, like for like it could be Mbappe, Benzema, but for Denmark, I know we I know they have Ericsson, but there's no like like star star player. No, yeah, but I like agree it's with a that. very good team. Yeah. Like it's it's a well you know it's a well trained team. So I could easily see Denmark topping the group with France in second. I'd love to see France get eliminated just for the fun of it, but I I, I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, Tunisia. I had I know nothing about the team. All I know is that Wabi Star Kansu. Wars was filmed there. So is that true? Yeah. I mean the oh like Tatooine. Yeah. Okay. It's filmed that, in Tunisia. That's what that, the planet's called. And that's all I know. That's what so, I know. I know. James, Wa- take it away. I know. <laughs> I know. Rupi, Rupi, I know. Rupi. Wabi Kazri and Naim Sliti. That's because you're googling it right now. I, I see you. Well, I'm looking at the roster and I'm saying exactly. I'm identifying the players that are good. Uh huh. You don't know. You don't know Wabi Kazri played okay. the Premier League, man. Let's go under Group E. Let's, <laughs> the group right, e. let's go under yeah, Group E. Let's go to Group E. I don't want to talk Australia. <laughs> right. No, we e. have we have to talk about Group. No, Group E. This is this is this, this is this group. is this could be also a Group of Death. I think. I think if, if you if you make a Group of Death, I think it's Group E and Group H. And the only reason I say that is because. This is a group that 
for the first time that we've gotten on the board does not have a clear front runner and it's because spain and germany are both in this group and you've also got a strong third team in japan and then you've got costa rica who i think are probably have qualified uh, well not if not for expanding the field in 2026 Mm -hmm. i think costa rica this would be their last world cup for their uh golden generation that is currently on its way of aging out a golden generation that's led by brian ruiz celso borges uh, Oscar Duarte and and Kaylor Navas. These are I know uh, that player. Pura vida, pura vida. See, this is this is a team that has been fun watching. You know, in Concacaf, I've been I've been really impressed with how they've been able to become a World Cup mainstay. And you know, we all know what they did in 2014. But now they're just in a position where most of their players are forced to be playing domestically. Their captain Brian Ruiz is 37. Uh, Joel Campbell is now on the other age of 30. He's no longer the the young shining prospect that's gonna eventually pan out for Arsenal. He never has. He's a career Liga MX player now. So for me, I think Costa Rica is gonna finish bottom, and I don't think there's much arguments there. Uh, and I think it, the first two spots has got to be between G- Germany and Spain. Even though I love this Japan team and I love the absolute uh, display of dominance they showed against the U.S., it really scared me for. Uh, Costa Rica specifically because I, I think this Japan team could could rival whoever finishes second between Germany and uh, Spain. Who wants to who wants to take this one first, Gino? Yeah, um, it's very hard to compare this Spain team and this and this German team. Um, Spain 2010 champions, Germany 2014 champions. Obviously, there's some players who yeah. aren't part of that squad anymore. But Spain, a lot of young talents, so it's very it's a team of youngsters. Germany also a team of youngsters, but they have some veterans there. Um, I think. It's very hard. I was going, you know, in between of like who's gonna top the groups, uh, the group, group E. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with Spain finishing the group first. Ooh, interesting. That's a good pick. But it, could, I could, it can change over time. That one's know? a fifty-fifty. Yeah, like, yeah, that one's like, a hard right one. Right now, I, I have Germany, but you know, I, I think that the Germany-Spain match, which is, I don't know which one that is. Is that? Uh, oh, that's the first game. No, wait, no, I can't count. So, uh, yeah, it's, so it's a very, it's a very, yeah, it's fifty-fifty, like Mike said. You so, know, you don't know who's gonna that 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 game will. I mean, uh, obvious answer, but that game will determine who tops the group, just for because sure. that that um, that's a huge game. But Japan, you know, like it, it's a shame because Japan is a really good team. So 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 yeah. Japan could also throw it up. Who is it? It's Aaron uh, Long. Aaron Long, baby. Jesus. Jesus. Wow. Okay, Christ. that was not needed. Um, Japan historically yeah, well, are always a fun team to watch. I mean, 2014 was amazing to see Japan, and their kits are always fire. So. Yeah, yeah, I will agree. And remember, Shout out Honda. Also, in 2018, they put Belgium through. You know, they would have qualified, but then they had a collapse. The Belgium score. They're through. they're always fun to watch in World Cup. Yeah, exactly. So I love I love them. So uh-huh. it's for that reason I don't think that the group. Uh, the winner of the group is decided by Germany and Spain's match. Yeah, I think. No, I yeah. think. Japan's, I think we can see a draw in that one. I just contradicted myself. Japan's going to put Spain and Germany through hell. Honestly, and I think I think Costa Rica is going to be a, a, a you know like a thorn in their side too because they sit back and absorb pressure really really well. It's been in their blood. They kind of avoid doing that when they play in Concacaf, but that's how they were successful at the. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 2014 this, World Cup. Go ahead. This could be like a bit of a group of death because Japan. It is the group of death. <laughs> Japan could make it out. Yeah, they like, like no, they, they, they have a good shot. So, so it's and, ho- and hopefully it happens. But see, you that's, know, that's that's but then who leaves? That's but, 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 but then who gets out? That's what quant- constitutes a group of death for me. It, if a group of death means that for all the teams that are possible to get out, it means that there's a giant who has to go home. And in this case, I I, I wouldn't call Japan a giant, of course, but in terms Japan of like, yeah. could, 
could very realistically get out of this group, and it would mean that one of Spain or Germany would have to go. As so, well. so the question is, which one goes home? I, if, if I, for me, I have, I have Germany finishing top, Spain second, Japan third, and Costa Rica fourth. I so, th- so if I Japan Spain, makes, are you saying Spain going out? I, yeah, I, it would have to be that. And here's why: I think Germany for, uh, have a probably stronger players going forward, and I think will have a better goal difference, or goal, going to score more yeah. goals at the World Cup compared to compared to Spain. I mean, who, who are Spain's goals going to come from? Morata. <laughs> I'm not Torres. I mean, it, it would Ferran Torres maybe Ansu Fati like Jeremy yeah. Pino like this, this. Who's gonna score goals for Spain? That's that's probably who's gonna score goals for Germany though. I was, gonna score, I was gonna say Timo Werner, but I he's mean, also injured. Timo Werner is he's injured though. Yeah. He is injured, but you've is Kai, did Kai get call, called? I think Kai got you've also him. got okay. You can't forget you've got Tomas Müller, you've got Leroy Sané, Kai Havertz, Serge Gnabry, Müller, Müller, Kolski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kerry Kerry Madiemi, who's ha- who's having an unbelievable year. And don't forget, you, you you have one of the best goalkeepers of all time, Neuer. Yes. at the sticks. So, oh yeah. And Spain did didn't call De Gea, which was ironic because the game after was West Ham United. Bil- they called the Bilbao uh, goalkeeper, right? I don't know, but no, but but Unai Simon. Yeah, Unai Simon. isn't he injured? I don't know, but no. but but the thing was. De Gea wasn't picked, and then the next day he pulled off a great display against West Ham. Like they were, I was like, wow, they're not I, picking this guy. No, that, Unai that, Simon is keeper number one for that's for fo- Spain. That's nice. football. Um, one thing I'll say about this uh, about this Spain team is it's going to be fun to see Spain because, actually, I have to promote. Luis Enrique, go follow me on, on Twitch. I saw that. Luis Enrique's on Twitch? So the reason why wow. he's starting a Twitch channel, I'm going to read it to you. He hopes that by talking directly to the fans, he'll be able to provide them with insights previously only offered to media alongside uh, behind-the-scenes updates about the team. Analysis of the hundred subs That's and I bench awesome. guys, guys, guys. A hundred subs and I bench Pedri for the rest of the tournament, guys. A hundred subs. Let's and get the I'll, hype train. And I'll uh, can you live just imagine, stream. Can you just my imagine, POV of watching the World Cup? Can you Cup. just imagine in the middle of like talking tactics, he just goes, "Hey, thanks for the five months, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> He's watching chat, chat. Should yeah. I sub in? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, vote, vote, chat, vote. Should I sub in uh, Morata or something? Yo, else? chat, chat. Laporte's injured. Who do we throw in? <laughs> <laughs> like something like that, you know. Oh, uh, this World Cup, man. Yo, guys, in the middle of the penalty shootout, guys, who do I bring? Chad, what's the lineup? Like, Yo, what should well, I do? Well, what's, like, the, what's the lineup? Vote, guys? vote. Should I start Morata? Or does 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 Robert Sanchez come in for the shootout? Like, 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 yeah, yeah, like yeah. this comment. Let me know. Vote one or two. Yeah, <laughs> vote one or two. Yeah. <laughs> vote one or two. All right. Well, Spam <laughs> F. Channel <laughs> points. Channel so points. So for that, that reason, we have Spain. Let's go group have, F. Go for that reason, we have Spain finishing the World Cup. You just hear an alarm go off. So I have Germany one, Spain two. I have that. Yeah. Even though I think Spain is going to probably do better further down the line in the tournament. It's going to be interesting. But they were they looked great at the Euros. By the way, I thought they were the only exactly. team who played against Italy who I thought were and they probably played the better a, they team. Pre- they played a really good final against France. It's just unfortunate that Mbappe goal, you know, was count. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. the Nations, Nations League, League yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they did. That. No, they've, they've, they've <laughs> been consistently probably one of the strongest looking teams in terms of performance in Europe lately. And that's saying a lot because um, there have been a lot of teams in Europe who have performed really well. A bit for of a, a tangent. Really the fact time. that no one has celebrated either getting Ronaldo or Messi is really sad for me because I pulled Gino Ronaldo. You so did. Like, I, I'd like I pulled you Aaron Long. I don't. Ca- I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> what? How did? When? I pulled you Aaron ask? Long. When did I ask? Listen, listen, I pulled you the greatest possible uh, card you could have gotten. Let, let's uh, let's press F for our respects because we're going to Group F. Ah, there we go. Look at that. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. That's a really good, uh, really good. It's a fun one. Uh, Belgium. Easy. Uh, you think it's, uh, they're just hopping it? Oh yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think Belgium has always been ranked number one in the world. On by FIFA with the, the, the FIFA rankings, players. which is kind of really funny to me, but you know, I think it is what it is. I think it's kind of there's this weird perception about Belgium now. Everyone knows that they're 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 genuinely a good team, but everyone also knows that they're not the best in the world. So I think they're kind of being slept on. 
I think they have a top five goalkeeper in the world in Thibaut Courtois. Oh, yeah. I think they have a top five player the in the world. Goalkeeper of the year. I think yeah, I think they have a top five player in the world in Kevin De Bruyne, and I think they have a bunch of other game changers who, albeit may not be in great form in, in their careers right now, but all can can step on the field and make their presence known and change the game with one kick of the ball. And that's guys like Eden Hazard and Romelu Lukaku. I mean, you, you can talk about how they've their careers are finished, but I mean, they put on this jersey and they become different wow. people. So and that's not to say that they don't have new guys coming into the fold. And it's hard to call Yuri Tielemans, for example, a new guy, but he's new in the scope of the, being introduced into a, as a central midfielder. Also, the striker from team. Milan, uh, Charles D. Uh, I I don't think that's how you pronounce that's it. It's not yeah. Catalari. Catalari. Like I don't know. Cicilia. Is that it? No, no, it's not. Oh, I don't even know what you said. <laughs> what did well, you say? I, I think, I think after after Belgium, the 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 other likely team to make it out of this group is probably uh, Croatia. I mean, they were at the 2019, 2018 final. Excuse me. Yeah, no, I mean, they're not the same team that they were. They, they've gotten they, older. Of but, course, yeah, I was going to get to that. But yeah. I'm going to say like. Some of those players have not looked like they've gotten older, and there's Modric. the big guy Luca, who was the Golden Ball winner at 20, in 2018. He's primed for another big uh, tournament here, and I, I look at the Canada game and the Mon- uh, Morocco game for Modric as a game where he's going to have a lot of time on the ball in the midfield. We saw the U.S. play Morocco, and how much time the U.S. midfield had. Can you imagine what Luca Modric is going to do with that space and time on the ball? He's going to do some spectacular things. I think Croatia get out of this group. I think. Um, Guys like Andre Kramarich are gonna have a coming out party, sort of. I know he did at the 2018 World Cup as well, but this is gonna be this is gonna be where the guys that are on the, the you know the fringes of this Croatia stardom, when you know you've got guys yeah. like Modric who are the bona fide stars, are gonna come up and step up big. Um, Morocco, it's gonna take something spectacular if they get out of this group. I mean, you're gonna need all of your best players: Mazraoui, Hakimi, Saiz, Amrabat. Everyone's going to have to come up, uh, Bufal, everyone's going to have to come up and play at their best level for them to get out of this group. And I don't think, I just don't see it happening. And the same goes for Canada. Uh, you know, I'm so happy that they're back at the World Cup too. Like Wales, it's the first time in forever. Um, a lot of firsts. Yeah, a lot of firsts. And it's and they have quality. They got young quality. David, Davies, Laren. Uh, these are guys who have been quality all throughout qualifying. But again, I don't think they have enough quality to get through i think they beat morocco or at least get a strong draw maybe they come out in third place for me i have to finish one and two belgium and croatia then i'll go canada third morocco four i agree with you i think uh obviously belgium is a strong squad so they're definitely finishing first croatia runner-up of the last world cup you know it's obviously it's been four years and a half but they still have players from that world cup and uh you know they know how to play you know they've been through hell in that World Cup. They've been to the final. They know how it is. I mean, they scored two goals against France, um, so they know how to, really how to play. Obviously, Luka Modric is a big player. He's you know his last World Cup definitely. But um, you know, I think Canada's going to have a great World Cup. I think they're going to have some great experiences. The squad's going to have play a lot of great football, and you know, I think uh, it's definitely going to be a, an experience for them to play at a World Cup. And you know, they'll be definitely prepared. It's it's a preparation for the you know the next World Cup, which is in Canada as well. Um, so it's not, it's not just in Canada. Where else is it? It's in um, Mexico, I think, and mm-hmm. I think uh, the great uh, country of the United States of go. America, which uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of games in the New York area. This I, is true. I, I'm not gonna lie. This is why I kind of wanted to go to Qatar so I can make it four in a row. 
but because I, I'm not going to Qatar now. Yeah, we're we're boycotting. Yeah. FUVFC is strongly and proudly so, boycotting the Qatar. So 22 hopefully, World Cup. hopefully the MetLife Stadium has an FUV um, alumni press box, so we can. Ah, all alumni. Be there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we but let's about go about on that. with uh, Group G because I think we agree on, on the predictions for Group F: um, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. This is a fun one. It's a really fun one. It's a very wild card, you know, this type is, of group. Well, hold on, hold on. This, to me, reads a lot like Group B, where Eng- there's England here, and then the rest of the three teams are on a similar level. I think it's Brazil way up here. I mean, here. yeah, l- let's be honest. You've got we Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Yeah. We, we all know who's winning this and group. They're a team that could very and, well yeah, win a, their you know, sixth world Exactly. Cameroon, Cameroon could win the group. Yeah, I mean, they play. They have Jogo Bonito. So, exactly. You know, um, no, obviously, you know, Brazil's Brazil. the first. Cameroon's Jogo Bonito. Yeah, I mean, Brazil's definitely topping the... The uh, the group. Um, I'm gonna go with Switzerland goalkeeper, Jan Sommer. Yeah, that's Sommer. a that's a that amazing, is an X factor. Amazing goalkeeper. Shakiri, Shakiri. Uh, he played for Shakiri. Chicago Fire, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, yeah. That that's the team he's known for. Yeah. Definitely not anything. That's the else. team he's on. He's on. That's what I'm saying. He, like, he's, he definitely didn't do anything else with another team that's meaningful. The Gunners. He scored a goal at Red the Bull Runners? Arena. If that's what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. That was probably the biggest moment of his career. Wow. Oh, I mean, know, yeah. where, where was Chicago Fire last season? Last? I prefer not to speak. They No, they were not last because Cincy was last. But, uh, wow. where, oh, you mean like this past season? Yeah, yeah, twenty. I don't think they were. No, DC was How last. How do you not know this, Mr. Resident I just, they MLS? Were. DC Family. was last place. Yeah, DC was last place. Waza was uh, the manager. Um, yeah, poor guy. Switzerland's definitely, uh, I think they're going to be second um, in the group stage. Serbia, good team as well. Uh, did Nemanja Matic get called up? I don't believe he did. Uh, he may really? have. He may have. I don't think he plays as nearly as important a role as he once did with this so, team. Um, yeah, I think we don't have. Do we have to talk about this group? I mean, like we obviously know Brazil's winning it. Switzerland's going to be uh, second. So, uh, hey, well, good I, luck, Cameron. I, can I? Can I? I have Serbia second over Switzerland. Really? I wow. and and I and it's only because what? I loved what I saw from Serbia in World Cup qualifying. They topped their group over Portugal. Oh, they that's won right. that game at the at Damn the death in. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, there you go. They won that game at the death that's in right, Portugal. That's right. That's right. That's right. And if you ask me, Alexander Mitrovic, <laughs> he's an absolute killer. He's got fifty goals and seventy six caps for Serbia. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's he's right. done that in European matches. That's like you I, look at Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey's goal scoring record. They scored like they both scored fifty seven goals and over a hundred caps. This guy's gotten a fifty and seventy six, and he plays European teams day in day out, not against minnows in the Caribbean and Central America. This is that's a big deal, I, and he's been excellent uh, for Fulham this season. He's been a joy to watch. He's one of the best championship strikers of all time. He's got to be. I I think the Serbia team has got enough power to get past Switzerland, and I think Switzerland are going to be inhibited by the fact that their star player now plays at a not that great of a level, is in is into his thirties, and. Switzerland are a team that has had a lot of, you know, in tournaments have looked good recently. But I think for that reason, their luck's going to run out. And that's why I lean towards Serbia to get out of the group. And I think Cameroon could finish third. And I, th- I have Switzerland finishing last, yep. actually. If you have a goal a goal scorer, it's definitely Serbia. Serbia does have a goal scorer. So it, it's, it'll really make an impact in the group stage. That's not to say that I think that Switzerland are a bad team, by the way. I think they're no, a genuinely course. good team. I just think um, in this tournament, it shakes up better for Swiss, uh, I mean, Serbia. Like, I mean, like I said, when the country's playing friendlies or, you know, not World Cup matches, you know, when it comes to World Cup mode, you know, they're in World Cup mode. Yeah. And they'll play really well. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, James said Serbia. I, I mean, I think Mike agree on Switzerland. Switzerland's second, yeah. So, we'll, let's see what happens. So I, th- I think that, and that uh, this is a fun one, and I'm glad that we have some differences yeah. here and there. Of so. course. 
because because not <laughs> not only for the bragging rights of when someone's right and wrong, but also because it's fun to talk also about. Also because it, you know? the, these are all realistic because we know yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. And which is why we're brought to our final group and I think this this for my money is the closest we have to a group of death. This or, one's very interesting. I think you could finish any of these four teams in pretty much any any order and it wouldn't be that crazy. I mean, obviously if it finishes Ghana, South Korea, Portugal, Uruguay, people would be a little a bit little surprised, bit, yeah. but I don't think it would be crazy crazy to say that that's happening. For me, and I will just say, I'll just say my four for this group, finishing first, I have Uruguay, Portugal, South Korea, then Ghana. Yeah, wait, would you wait, you have Portugal no. Portugal second. Uruguay first. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so I have uh, Portugal winning the group. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, You know, being a Ronaldo guy, I kind of have to put him up there. Cause, because if you look at the quality that they have, they have Christian Ronaldo, Joao Cancel. Uh, uh, I forget the other names. Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. Ruben Dias. Uh, Bernal, Ruben Dias. Bernardo Silva. Exactly, exactly. Octavio. <laughs> I see. I don't think he's getting the was, reference. You know what I'm talking. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the TikTok guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Mensch. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. New Mensch. Um, Bold. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Portugal is going to top the group. I mean, you know, they obviously a, a, gener- a generation of talents. Um, Ronaldo is definitely his last. Definitely, he's going to be his last World Cup. He's last 37. Cup. He's not playing in in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, he sure. will be, but I mean, he, he will be playing in okay, 2026. He will be playing in the U.S., just will, not at the World he Cup. He will not be playing in the 2026 FIFA He'll World Cup. He'll be playing Cup. for Inter Miami, which will <laughs> never win MLS Cup. But uh, yeah, it's very hard to say. Uh, but I think uh, Portugal—they're going to have a great World Cup. Ronaldo's definitely making sure that this World Cup he goes out with the bang. So he's definitely—he's <laughs> fo- definitely focused on this World Cup. So he's going to put all his all. Um, Uruguay in, in the in the in the qualifiers they they really had a tough spell in the first half but they got me in the second so you and know, they looked and they, looked, they looked so strong in the second yeah, half of qualifying they went to Bolivia uh, and obviously in Bolivia they have like a problem with the altitude so it definitely affects the other teams uh, uh, players but yeah, bo- you know, Boli- they lo- they lost three 0 I think yeah no and yeah. Bolivia's Bolivia's home record versus their away record I'm glad you brought that up yeah it's, it's insane it's a cool thing yeah. um. With that said, I think I'm going to go. I, I want to say that I don't think that Portugal is going to necessarily do poorly, but I do think Uruguay is going to do really, really well because because of how they finish qualifying and because of uh, Federico Valverde is, oh, is an unbelievable. Valverde There's also is an another Uruguay player that's play. doing all right, which is, is Luis Suarez, of course. Luis Suarez. Well, well he's uh, always going to have an impact in the World Cup. Uh, so, I see what you did there. I, so I think he's coming. I think he's going to come. Uh, he's coming in with a bite to I mean, his game. You whoa, know what I mean? No, that, uh, come on. I mean, that, hey, seeing, seeing that obvious. live, Uruguay against Italy was probably the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I can tell you where I, I was. angry. I was angry. I'm Italian, I remember, man. I remember, I remember where I was, man. It's, <laughs> I was in... I was in school. I think I was... No, no, I was home watching it. I was in an airport in Brazil. <laughs> I was like, really? Oh. No, actually... And yeah. just like the no, fact, I was in a mall, sorry, I was in a mall. seeing Suarez just react the way he did. He's like, like, oh my teeth. He was like, oh my teeth. Like, what? it's like I wonder what could have caused that. No, but, but so I, I think yeah. we we both have Portugal top in the group. Yeah, right? yeah. Portugal. And then uh, Uruguay second. Uruguay shows, yeah, definitely. Yeah. With with you know Darwin um, Nunez, who is not a flop. I will fight anyone who says that. No, he's, he's, no, he's, he's not a flop. Scored as many goals. He's got a good as, goal scoring record. Gore, scored as many goals as uh, Gabriel Jesus in way less time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. And then Korea so third. Sorry. Let's 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 all but real quick. Let's before yeah. we start to wrap things up. Let's all go through each group. Now that we've finally fa- gotten to the end of this podcast, how much time do we have left? I, we've got we've got a decent amount of time. We got like fifteen minutes or so, but we're gonna wrap things up. 
just do we want to do, do we want to show we're, we're gonna, we we're gonna wrap things up with the group then we're gonna talk we're gonna, hey then we're gonna I, talk I, I about see the what you guys got with my money all right well here's we're, we're gonna do this quickly because we got 15 minutes to go in group a i had netherlands and ecuador i have netherlands and senegal netherlands uh ecuador so group, i'm the outlier got it group b i have england and the u.s yes England, U.S. Group C, I have Argentina and Mexico. Argentina, Mexico. Argentina, Poland. Group D, I have Denmark, then France. Yep. I have France and Denmark. Group E, I have Germany and Spain. Yep. I have Spain and Germany. Group F, I have Belgium, Croatia. I have Belgium, Croatia. Yep. Group G, I have Brazil, Serbia. I have Brazil, Switzerland. Brazil, Switzerland. And then Group H, I have Uruguay, Portugal. I have South Korea, Ghana. boy. <laughs> I have Portugal and chose violence. Listen, man. That's football, you know. Anything can happen. It's football, yes. It's, it's I football. I cannot wait for the World Cup, man. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm as excited. Uh, let's let's talk about let's each highlight three or four of our panini cards. I, I would like to got. know how much my well, my have, sixty dollars worth of I'll you quit. still open them. So, sorry, you told me to slow down. Yeah, so, and then I do I it like over time. Yeah. Uh, but keep talking, guys, about right, the well, World Cup. Okay. What, what match out of all the group stages are you excited to see? England, USA. Oh, that's easy. I mean, I can easily answer. That. I think Mexico so. Poland? I'm gonna uh, England, USA aside. <laughs> I am personally most excited to watch Germany Spain. I think that's going to be that the best. Be that's good. probably going to be the best group stage game. Um, and yeah, I've I also I also think Croatia Belgium is going to be a dogfight. Giovanni Reina, cool. Look at that. Um, oh, Gio Reina, there you go. That's a big one. Uh, it's bigger than it's. It's better than Aaron Long. I'll I don't think I disagree with that wow. on a fundamental level. <laughs> and so I oh let's how about this? Let's pick everyone. Pick a player to watch. A player to watch, goalkeeper to watch, and how about we just say um, uh, how, how about this forward and midfielder dark horse, defense? Dark horse, oh, dark horse. Okay. So dark horse player and goalkeeper. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with the goalkeeper, um, Ochoa, for me, because like when he comes to World Cup mode, I mean the, the man's an animal, and I, you know I've been seeing him play since, a master since I was yeah. like a kid, man. Seeing him play in World Cups, you know, it's always you know it's always gonna be a memory seeing him play, and uh, I think it's Ochoa for me. And Michael, pick a keeper. Matt Turner. Funny, hmm. um, hmm. Zach Steffen. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, you can't that's say it. that. Man. Oh, <laughs> man. John Johnson, actually. If John Johnson plays, plays a match, you know, I'll be so man. happy because he's um, representing. Oh, man. Why do I got to do my man Zach like that? Because, because, because we support the better New York team, NYCFC. What do um, I got to do with the New York? It's because he said he's going to be proud of John Johnson. He's plays. representing New York. I'm going to say goalkeeper to watch out Aaron for. Aaron <laughs> I kind of want to say Neuer, but uh, it's okay. such a basic answer. No, no, no. no. I want to think of a it's better fine. one. James, you go, and I'll think of someone. I'll say Emmy Martinez for Argentina. Oh, Dibu. Yeah, that's that's yeah. really good one. I mean, when he was uh, saving those penalties against uh, Colombia, that was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Him just screaming uh, in Copa America. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sorry, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I know, All right, let's, let's keep things going before um, they get violent. Oh, goalkeeper, here. goalkeeper. Um, goalkeeper, goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Forward, forward. No, I want to think of a goalkeeper. Oh my god, this is because I want to say Ochoa. I, I, I you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just say, doing it for the fun of it because yeah, uh, he's you know childhood memory. So, uh, uh, player to watch, player to watch. Uh, uh, you know what? Peter I, I, I'm gonna stick with Neuer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Neuer just because it'll be very Neuer. because it's a good pick. Because last World Cup they got knocked out, so I want to see how that Germany. I want to might even still be the best keeper in the world. Exactly, it's not a bad pick. Um, so what? Now it's player. Yeah, yeah. I, just pick like a player. Who do you think is gonna be the top scorer, or who do you think is gonna be the best player? Just something, some a player that you're excited to watch at this World Cup. I'm gonna give you two. 
Okay. And yeah. you know what I'm going to say. Messi and Ronaldo, because this will be their final dance in the World Cup. So I want, it's going to be very no, interesting. That's, that's the obvious. Guess. I mean, it's an obvious, um, but that's a storyline. Okay, fine. Uh, fine, fine, fine. Non-obvious? No. No, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. You want, if you want, sure. Say you're non-obvious quickly. I'll, I'll think of a non-obvious. You okay. go first. Well, I'm excited to see Vinicius play in a World Cup. So And yeah. Anthony, the Man U players, I, I'm always looking out at my, my team. So I'm like, seeing the Man U players play will always make me happy. Hope, I think Bruno and Dallas is going to have a great World Cup. Um, so... Uh, that's my picks. I think you know, the Man U players for me are my picks. I think we've already talked about each of these guys, but one I want to highlight again uh, is Christian Eriksen. You know, after what he went through at the Euros, exactly, everyone should be excited to see him back, and he's been playing fantastic football. Um, I, Federico Valverde for me is is a guy who who could, if Uruguay go on a big run, is a guy who I think could be the best player. Of Valverde, this, yeah. yeah, could be the best player. I think Mitrovic is a guy who could sneakily get he's out, not of, making few it goals out of the group and get out of the about. group. And then I, I, I'll say on the obvious one for me personally is any of the 25 U.S. guys who will be playing in their first World Cup, <laughs> specifically, I do, I do specifically want, yeah. Christian Pulisic because he's the main man for this team. I can't and wait for Aaron Long to I make do a want mistake. To talk about I would love for Aaron Long to score a goal at the Imagine. World Cup. Just I, I want Aaron mean. Long to make a mistake, and then when we do next week's episode, he, uh, it's going to be fun. But, but no, no, fine. Okay, okay. Dark horse, dark horse, dark horse. Uh, okay, Denmark. But, I don't think Denmark are dark horse status anymore. Okay, they were um, at the semifinals of the Euros. Okay, fine. Shout out to uh, Watford. <laughs> what? Watford. What does that have to do with with Denmark? No, so I don't know any dark. I don't know a dark horse for me. I really don't know. Uh, m- maybe Japan because they could make it out of the out of Group E and they could like they're they're a good team. Uh, is that considered a dark horse, Japan? Yeah, that is a dark horse. They're not even projected to get out of their group. I'll count that. I th- I would count that too. You could I'm, say that I'm they proud make of a my good prediction. Run. I think Gino. a team. I think, okay, go ahead, Gino. No, no, no I, I think I'm, I'm agree with you guys. No, no, Japan. no copycats. We no, gotta pick something else. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, maybe Netherlands. I mean, look, you know, they haven't been in the World Cup. Yeah, last that's last a fair time, pick. So yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with. Them. I was gonna pick them. They made the Nations League final. They lost to Portugal, but they have a stronger squad. And hey, Van Dijk, bro. I guess. I guess thank I've you, already thank you for mentioning my my defender. Thank you. I guess I've already chosen Serbia as sort of my de facto dark horse here, but I'll pick another one. And I'll go back to Ecuador because if Ecuador finish second yeah. in that group and get out, that's right. That they play the winner of Group B, which is likely to be England, which is a team that I oh. think are very and vulnerable to a team that has a lot of and, pace. And then and if USA finishes second and Netherlands wins the group, USA will play in the Netherlands. Yeah, I, that's, I'm that's not a, gonna that's lie. A, that's a very winnable game for the Netherlands. I, I, you're gonna kill. Yeah, I'll, no, no, I'm no, not gonna no, lie. Say your for point. my bracket, uh, for the bracket, I have Netherlands, USA in the round of 16. I, I have Netherlands going. But um, if so, whoever finishes runner up in Group A. Then they would go against um, the winner, of the winner of the next. Yeah, the yeah, no, group. no, but um, actually, it, it's complicated. I have, I, I have Denmark against Poland, so I forget which groups that is. But the then I have, Eng- uh, I have England against Denmark. In the I have quarters. Denmark against Argentina in the round of sixteen. Because you have group, France top, because oh, you have yeah, France yeah, yeah. top in group D. It, it's this is why yeah. we couldn't do the knockout exactly. stage thing because well, it's all different. Well, once the group, okay, which fine, is why fine, I tried you know to say at the beginning. You want to know what? Fine. This isn't knockouts. This is just basic. No, who's going to win? Who's no, going to win? Who's going to win? No, win? win the World Cup? If who's I win the World Cup? If I had to pick right now, I pick Argentina to win the World Cup. I maybe Brazil. Maybe Brazil. I'm 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 praying for Brazil to win it. It's going to be one of three teams. Brazil, Argentina, Portugal. There we go. Really? Storyline. Storyline. Like, story Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Okay. I will say this. Though. The story. Portugal, the storyline for. Okay. If Portugal were to win the World Cup, then Ronaldo. Look. 
I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I, I think I might agree with you with what you're about to okay. say. Two things. Say two things. Two Imagine Argentina. This is where we have to wrap, two, okay. this two is where we have to wrap no, no, things up, have, by the way, because we're almost out of time. I have one more point. If Portugal makes the final against Argentina, everyone whoever, will stop doing whoever, what they do. I will skip whoever, class for this. Whoever wins. You're not in class, I don't think. Whoever wins <laughs> that World Cup. But, oh, okay. I'm free then. Yeah. Is officially the GOAT of football. Messi. If Argentina wins, Messi's declared the GOAT. There is no debate. You can't say, "Oh, because the Champions League, you know Champions what he did." I think finals. Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo could win the World Cup uh, two more times, and Messi would still be the greatest player of all time. And if Ronaldo, if Portugal wins, here, Ronaldo will win the World Cup. Then, uh, then he he doesn't matter if he goes back to Man U. He'll be fine. He said he, he can retire at that point. He's, no, uh, Fabrizio said he's going to retire. How much time do we? How much time do we have? We, I don't know exactly. I don't have like the running clock, but we're we're under okay, ten last, minutes. At last this thing point. I want to say. Under about, 10 minutes. Last, oh, last. Last thing I want to say yeah. about Team USA because I really love World Cup and, and especially when we're in this mode. Um, Team USA, I'm really happy for them to be back. It's been, I think, the last time I saw them in the World Cup, I think I was in eighth grade watching a class against Portugal. Well, well, yeah, it was eight years ago. It's kind of yeah. I was, in, I, was, I was in fifth grade. You were in fifth. I was in eighth. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. I was in fifth grade. I'm a sophomore. I was in fifth grade. I had just graduated fifth grade. Oh, I know that because I. Hurts. I know that because I missed USA Ghana. For my fifth grade graduation ceremony, and I and I I missed um, the John Brooks goal live, and I had to watch it later on a recorded version. I no, he's right. I think I was going into eighth grade. I was what, in what? eighth grade, and I was in class. And then we had to. We were in class, and the teacher was like, "Okay, get your books out." I was like, "No, we're watching USA versus Portugal right now." And yeah, uh, Gino, you tell him. And Portugal in the last minute. Yeah, I don't. We don't have to talk about what happened at the last minute. We don't have to talk about. We don't have to talk. Listen, I'm happy for Team USA to be back, and hopefully they can make a great World Cup. At right now, when I'm 22 years old. Before you leave, who did you pull? Who did I pull? I put Gio Reyna. Who else? And my top. I don't have really top picks, but you have the USA badge. I do have the USA badge. That's two. Just one more. One more. Um, Paul Pogba. But he's not not there. Okay. Thank you very much. My top picks, I have Aaron Long is definitely the best one I have. Absolutely not. Then I have uh, Blue uh, Hee Chan Huang from uh, Korea. I have a Blue uh, Jordan Shakiri, And I have a couple of gold uh, national team crests. That's not bad. I'm not going to lie. I think one of my best picks is the uh, Spain 2010 thingy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, And then um, the uh, the Argentina um, team photo, but Blue. And one and, more. And, um, Make it count. Hmm. You know what? Because I'm feeling patriotic, I'm going to go with uh, Timothy Weah. Um, I think we're good on time back there because we have should have a full hour 35, so I think we're good to go if we want to wrap things up. Yeah. And then within the it, next it's minute. Been, it's been a good episode. Okay, so the, the last thing I will say is because we talked about Portugal. I don't want to end on a sour note. If Portugal are to go uh, to a World Cup semifinal, it's going to be in spite of Cristiano Ronaldo. So if you want to say it because the storylines, they're going to succeed, it's going to have to be on the shoulders of other players. Uh, and with that said, I still think Brazil or Argentina are the front runners to be the favorites. And then maybe my third team, I think Spain, are going to be semifinalists because I love the way that they looked at the Euros and the Nations League. But with that said, that will do it for this episode of FUVFC, our World Cup preview episode, two days out from the Qatar World Cup. It's hard to believe that it's, after all this time, just moments away. We can almost taste it. We cannot wait to dig into some more coverage for you guys here at WFUV Sports. For James Burley, Michael Hernandez, and Gino Alva, we are signing off saying, up the USMNT, come on you Yanks, 
Get out of the group. It's World Cup time. We'll see you guys later.